hello there. Uh, my name is Dominic, and this podcast is going to be all about the U.S. national team and its players, whether it be games or performances. We'll be having weekly episodes around 10 minutes long, so stay tuned. As I said, episodes will be released regularly because this is a school project, but it might even continue after it's over. So, yeah, just... Stay tuned, and let's get into it. Alright, well, first up on the list is Christian Pulisic and Chelsea's amazing performance against Real Madrid in the UEFA Champions League semifinals. Uh, Chelsea are headed on to the Champions League final with the possibility to make history with Pulisic able to be the first American player to feature in a Champions League final. But for now, let's focus on his amazing performance in both of the legs. Now, in the first leg, of course, he scored the early 14th-minute goal against Real Madrid, which was absolutely brilliant. Um... I think honestly one of the he made a really good decision there to not pass it to Timo Werner because if you're a Chelsea fan you know this Werner isn't really that great at converting this season um and you know the fact that Pulisic just kept on dribbling past Courtois I mean, it looked pretty cool, and it kind of embarrassed Real Madrid, honestly. Um, so, it was pretty cool, that finish, too. Um, you know, he's great at dribbling up and finishing it. He is, honestly, a very good player, and Chelsea are, are lucky to have him, but... The thing is, they've been working a lot on their attack, but they don't have such a good defense, so that's their one problem. But, you know, as long as they're playing a weaker side or an older side like Real Madrid, whose most of their players are in, like, their 30s or late 20s now, which is completely ridiculous, so you're going to be able to get young piercing attackers like Pulisic or Mason Mount or even Kai Havertz. They're going to be able to just rush through their defense. And that's really their problem. And Pulisic exploited that weakness in both of the legs. And, you know, we're going to move on to the second leg where he was subbed on. He started on the bench. But, you know, he did make a difference to help seal the victory. Um, as in the 85th minute, he provided a crucial assist to Mason Mount, who scored Chelsea's second goal to seal victory against Real Madrid and go through to the final. And, you know, they won 3-1 on aggregate, but... They did have the away goal problem. 
which would have been important if Real Madrid had equalized, but luckily they didn't. So, yeah, he has the chance to make history as he can go on to the final, because no other American player has ever featured in the final before. And, you know, that's going to be pretty important, especially for Pulisic, because he's already broken several records. He became the first American to score in a Champions League semifinal. He was the most expensive North American player ever, not just from the U.S., just North America, which is pretty cool. And, you know... That's really important to him, I would think, because, you know, he's a record breaker, really. So, yeah. And, you know, he just played great throughout both of the games, and he's been having a really, really good season, especially after he's come back from his injury. He's had, I believe... Four goals in six games for him. And, you know, he's a very special player. He's really got that that pace to him. Of course, he's not as fast as someone like Kylian Mbappe, but he's fast. He can just run straight through the opposing defense. So let's move on to some other players. Alright, we're moving on to some other players now. First up on the list is Zach Steffen, the Manchester City second goalkeeper. Of course, he's probably not going to play in it, but if he does, he could make the record of being the joint first American player to play in a Champions League final because Manchester City is going to be in it against Chelsea, which we've already talked about earlier. And, of course, he's probably not going to play unless something happens to Ederson. So, it's a lesser chance than Pulisic, because Pulisic is probably going to even make the first team for Chelsea. But even if he doesn't, he's probably going to get subbed on, like he did in the second leg against Real Madrid. So... Transitioning from that onto Giovanni Reina, the young superstar who plays for Borussia Dortmund. He scored two goals against Holstein Kiel in the DFB Pokal semifinal, helping Borussia Dortmund get into the DFB Pokal semifinal. Actually, to the final. I misworded it there. I thought. They thought it was a two-leg, but no. Anyways, yeah, he's proving a very, very valuable resource for Dortmund. And I've heard rumors about a transfer, but honestly, I don't think it's going to happen because Borussia Dortmund need that young core because they're fast, they're good, and they can score a lot. 
And, you know, he scored against Northern Ireland last month. So he's got two goals in four caps for the U.S. national team, the full national team, not any junior sides. And he has four goals in 44 caps for Dortmund, according to Wikipedia. And, you know, he's a central attacking midfielder. So, of course, he's not a striker. But especially in some of the less attack-focused formations, he can really be helpful. And that's something crucial for big teams going up against other big teams because the smaller team will usually play defensively. For example, if Dortmund went up against Bayern, Dortmund would probably have a more conservative defensive formation because Bayern has... Some older, but some of the best attacking players in the world, like Robert Lewandowski, and they would want to stop them. And with a counterattack, you want someone with pace, with skill, with good dribbling, good finishing, and someone who's able to get past the defenders or be on that defensive line. Because you don't want to get caught offside. And you know, it's with this new young core of players that are real talents playing for big clubs, I think that the U.S. has really good chances for getting to the World Cup. Because last year, actually no, it wasn't last year. Man, time flies so fast. Last World Cup, they didn't make it. And the, the, the fact that they managed to fluke a game to Trinidad and Tobago with an own goal and a, a really far-out shot that they should have been able to stop is really embarrassing because they had some ancient players they had i think tim howard was 38 at that point if you have a 38 year old player doesn't matter who it is it doesn't matter if it's messi ronaldo sergio ramos it doesn't matter who it is you can't be playing a 38 year old player in goal because you need you need that flexibility but, you know, now with players like Pulisic, uh, Gio Reyna, Josh Sargent, or Sargent, I don't really know how to pronounce it. Zach Steffen is doing pretty well. Serginio Dest played well against Jamaica. He scored the opening goal there. So that was a very proud moment there for the young guy. And, of course, we have some new talent coming in as they reach, you know, the proper age to play for the senior team, like Yunus Musa, who made his debut a couple games ago. Uh, He plays for Valencia, and we're starting to really 
reach out internationally because I remember that team from the World Cup qualifiers 2018, I think the only international player who played outside of the MLS was Christian Pulisic. And he really carried us. He was a t- one of the top scorers of qualification. And he's the one who scored the only goal against that final match against Trinidad. But everyone else played in the MLS. Tim Howard, Michael Bradley, Josie Altador, everyone. And, you know, that's embarrassing because people have always referred to the MLS as the retiring ground for older players. And honestly, that's kind of what it's become because there's very little young talent coming in because they know that the MLS is not a good league because there's no promotion or relegation. It's buy your way into the league. And the fact that there's no promotion or relegation means that Teams don't have to try. They can just do whatever they want, field whatever players they want, and they can field ancient players, which is just embarrassing also because the fact that the U.S. has some amazing international players and they don't have a good domestic league is just sad because... We should be able to take pride in both domestic and international soccer, but the only thing we can take pride in for the U.S. is the international soccer. And that's kind of sad because domestic leagues should be the best leagues. You have the Premier League, which is teams that are much better than the English national team or the Welsh national team, which used to have a couple of Welsh teams in the Premier League a couple of years ago, but that's just my opinion. MLS needs promotion and relegation. And since, and the fact that players are playing in non MLS leagues means that we're getting better. And, you know, that's something to be really happy about because it gives us a chance. And right now, Chances are important now that the World Cup is coming up. So that's all I have to say. I'll see you guys in the next episode.